All right, welcome to the Delayed Gratification Podcast. Y'all know I'm always super excited about the amazing guests that we're going to have on here. Today I got a treat for y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, I really should charge y'all for this, right? But this amazing young man, I've been watching him. We've known each other for some years, but I've seen him like do what nobody else will do. But it's some delayed gratification in it, y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. What is delayed gratification to you? What does that mean to you? So delayed gratification to me is basically when you got people that, you know, you got people who want to make money fast. That's the thing. That's one thing I see all the time. And for me, people might look at me and they might look at my success. Some of you guys don't even know who I am or don't know anything about me. But I've been in real estate going on for 18 years now. Wow. And I've been through. Are you 18 years old? How you get started? Bro, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. Now, dude, I'm 38, bro. Wow. I'm 38. So it's funny. I had this conversation all the time. And I talk to people how these people want to get rich quick. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, when I got into real estate, I would say I didn't make any money for about almost a year and a half, two years. Because what happened when I got in around 2006, I sold a house, I sold a condo, I made 25 grand, me and my brother did it. And then after that, we said, okay, let's go ahead and go into another deal. So we went to another deal and this was around 2007. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to find another deal. We ended up getting with some wholesalers and a lot of people don't know, wholesaling doesn't necessarily mean that you get a good deal. <laughs> you know, like that's a play on words. <laughs> hey, it's wholesale. Wholesale really means you're dealing with somebody that got their property for a cheaper price and they're marking it up. So we ended up buying this deal and it's a deal that I typically now I always train people not to buy. But mm. back then I was so new. So I bought a deal in a neighborhood I wouldn't want to live in myself. I bought a deal that was functionally obsolete. And anyway, I ended up losing on that deal. The market crashed. And next thing I know, got bad credit. I don't have any money coming in because I quit my job after I did the first deal I made some money off of, and I just had to figure it out. So at that point, that's when all the different plays I started learning started coming in. I can talk for a little while on that. Um, we gonna get we gonna get we gonna get to that too. Basically, yeah, yeah. It took me, it took me at least probably maybe eleven years to really get to the point to where I could see myself being comfortable. Eleven years, eleven years. We'll come back to that. I know most people know who you are, right? But I want you to tell us who you are. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. So my name is Justin Giles, and for most social media platforms, I go by Top Fund Manager. But basically, I I come from, I mean, I come from a, a, a lineage of entrepreneurs. So my parents are entrepreneurs, and they trained my brother and I to become entrepreneurs. And what ended up happening, I was at Cornell, I was getting my... Um, my uh, degree in economics. So, and when I was out there, my parents got a divorce. Mm. And as a result, the company my brother and I were groomed to take over wasn't there anymore. So we had to start over. Wow. I ended up graduating early from college. Like I graduated top of my class. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I'm actually very smart guys. Just so you Oh, know. we know you're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I graduated top of my class, graduated early because I was like, I don't want to waste my time in school. So I mm. wanted to get out. My mom graduated from college in three years. So I said, OK, let me graduate from college in three years. And um, really, it was three and a half because I was going to go through a five year MBA program. Didn't get in the program. So let me have more work experience. I'm like, I'm anyway. So graduated. And after that, I 
got into real estate. You know, my mom was always real estate broker, but my parents had internet technology company, but my mom had her license so that when they're buying buildings or they're buying real estate, they could keep the commission. And a lot of people that are investors, you hear this all the time because you also practice real estate too. You got your license. The biggest thing the misconception investors say is you don't need your license to invest in real estate. Well, you don't need your license to invest in real estate, but if you want to make more cash, then you want to have your license while Uh-oh, you're talking now. You're talking now. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. So go back to I want to hear like parents divorced. Um, did that affect you and your brother? I know y'all are y'all all of y'all are pretty close though. I've seen watched like yeah. you and your brother, your dad, like yeah, yeah. So. When my parents got divorced, it was a pretty bad divorce. So it affected me and my brother in the sense that, you know, we were groomed to take over a certain yes. business. So we were groomed to take over an IT company. So when I was in college, I was there so I can take it public. I majored in economics so I could be the business side. My brother went to Georgia Tech so he could be the tech side. So when it wasn't there anymore, we had to kind of start over. And a lot of other people in different cultures, they're constantly building and Did building. you say you was being groomed? You was going to take it public? Yeah, I was going to take it public. So you already was thinking, like, this 20-plus years ago, yeah. you, you knew about taking something public. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Because the, the business that we had was already an international, you know, multimillion-dollar company. Wow. So, you know, I don't have a, a particular story of, you know, I came from, you know, the gutter or anything like that. And I'm yeah. proud of it. You know, like, my parents were millionaires. Should be. So yeah. the thing is, is that it was my job. Okay, well, my parents are millionaires. Then, you know, I got to be a billionaire, right? <laughs> You're you almost know? there, too. I mean, well, I'm not there yet. But I was like, in order for me to be to be that billionaire, okay, I can take the company public. Yes. So that was my goal, to take the company public. But when it wasn't there, that's when my brother had to start over. But fortunately, because of the fact that we were groomed, just in, like, bathed in just, like, like we were baptized in entrepreneurship. So if you talk to my dad, he'll tell you, like, yeah, we, we raised him to be entrepreneurs. So that wasn't there. So when, what ended up happening, because it was so bad, I mean, my dad didn't talk for nine years. And serious? Yeah, we didn't talk for nine years. Me and my dad and my, well, me and my brother talked, obviously, but we didn't talk to our dad for nine years. So from when I was 19 to 28, we had no connection with our dad whatsoever. You know, and then when the market crashed, that kind of, you know, pretty much uh, devastated my mom. So going from being groomed, like coming from just a, a household of, you know, uh, wealth to kind of starting over from zero, right? I was cool with that. I was cool with that because I already knew how to make money because my parents taught me how to make money. So when I had to start from scratch, and this is the thing a lot of people don't understand, is that you'll have a lot of people that um, might come from nothing, and they say, well, I came from nothing, now I made it. But a lot of people that actually come from something Sometimes it's even more difficult, and this could be argued, for those people to come from a lot to then start from scratch to then come then to make millions again. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I, we came from a lot, but we had to start from scratch. And a lot of these kids are spoiled. They don't know how to work. But me and my brother were actually groomed to learn how to work. So people that see me, I work hard. Yeah, you work. <laughs> you know I've, seen, I've seen so, you. So, so what ended up happening is I say, okay, well, I know what to do to make money because I was shown how to make money and I was given all the different tools to make money. So I was backed up against the wall. And when I got backed up against the wall, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna make it happen. That's when I got my real estate license. I started learning how to make money without even using cash. Mm. I started how to make money. I learned how to make money from people that were even failing. So I learned how to make money off of failures. I learned how to make money off of in 2008, 2009, when the market was down. Like that's when I made some of the most money I ever made in my life. 
when when people were failing, people were getting out of the business, I was in it hard. So then now all the different people that I help and people that I, people that I teach, I show them how to make money regardless of the market because that's how I was able to dig myself well to climb out of a hole. So um, now so, I'm just so no matter where you are, you gonna make money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, you have those shows where he drops somebody off in you know some random area, some island. Like I would love to do one of those shows and be like, look, like you can do it from anywhere. And I know you know how this is anyway, because like you know some <laughs> strategies, so you know how it is. So I know they could drop you off in the middle of some random place in Brazil, and you'll be all right. But yeah, but it's it, but it's people. different though, because I hear you got a different mindset. One, um, a lot of people do say we got it out the mud, which is cool. But I don't want my kids to get out the mud. I want them to start at a different. They will start at a different level than I was. Again, I didn't start out at the bottom. You know, what I mean, my parents sacrifice did whatever they had to do so that I understood entrepreneurship and I just heard you say that so generational wise that gratification knowing that your kids uh congratulations on oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, live a new the, baby yeah right? yeah got two two sons now yeah, two sons yeah two under two, two, <laughs> under two bro. so what does that feel like knowing that you're building something now that later basically delayed gratification that they will hopefully build bigger uh, but if not, that they will benefit from. Yeah. So I think it ties into teaching them a mindset. And I think that's the one thing that helped me um, and my brother is we understood that regardless of however much money we have, we have a mindset that's instilled in us to where we know that we can be good because we were taught how to fish. So as long as you teach somebody how to fish, they can eat forever. So my kids, if they want to be in real estate, if they want to, you know, be in some sort of, you know, other field, they still will have the mindset to where they'll be successful regardless of what they do. So even if they don't want to be in real estate, which I'm always going to encourage them to invest in real estate and to own real estate, I just want them to be the best version of themselves they can be, but instilling in them, hey, you know, this is how you take care of yourself because I don't ever want my children to feel as if they have to depend on somebody to give them something. And when I say that is that, you know, you have people that work in corporate America and there is nothing wrong with working in corporate America. Right. And I think a lot of people are uh, sometimes bash people that work in corporate America and they make it seem like, oh, you're not an entrepreneur. But at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. It's just that you want to make sure that whether you get fired or not, you can be able to take care of yourself and not depend on somebody to give you a check for you trading your hours for, for a check. So as long as I can still in my kids, Hey, you can literally put food on your own table and not depend on somebody else, regardless of what you want to do. As long as that makes you happy. What does that cool. look like though? Just, I mean, listen, I'm working this nine to five, been on my job. I don't know, 20 years and I'm 40 years old and I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. So I come to you cause man, you got some amazing programs that we're going to talk about here shortly. What do you tell me? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if they're going to fire me. I'm scared. I'm the economy. I heard the economy. We're in a recession. Like, what? what's the first thing you tell me to do? Yeah, so I deal with a lot of people like that. Okay. I deal with a I lot of people like that. So I'll give you one example. So there was one, one of my mentees. He's working at Coke. Was working at Coke. He was getting paid $150,000 a year working at mm -hmm. Coke. And he had another job working at GE. He was getting 150 some grand working at GE. <laughs> Rolling, so he was, working, so he, was, he was working two jobs because, you know, at the time you could work from home. At Coke, he was kind of going in. Mm -hmm. and he was doing two full-time jobs and getting paid about a buck 50. So he's bringing about 300 salary, right? But 
he's like, man, you know, I really want to do something else. So I said, bro, look, well, you start investing in real estate. So for me, you know, you're not a real estate guy. So I said, hey, look, let's go ahead, have you start renovating houses, and then you can start, you know, doing that, and I'll show you how to find deals. Because one thing is, when you're renovating a property, you have to find the property to renovate. Yeah. And you got to find a good property to renovate so you can do volume. Because I tell people, hey, and my, my, my methods are, is you do easy renovations so you can do volume so you can make as much money as possible in the, in a 12-month time frame. So I started showing him how to find deals because a lot of people don't know how to find deals. That's one of the and biggest I have, issues. Yeah, it's, it's an issue, but it's really not an issue. It's really straightforward. <laughs> There's so many different ways to find deals. Like Steve Harvey said, it's so funny. Um, if you got five suits, right, you got like 75 different combinations. I saw that, man. Right. I saw and that. I was like, dang, that makes sense. So it's so funny with real estate investing for me, when it comes to finding deals, I probably got up team different ways to find deals. <laughs> Is that a word? I just, I know, right. Cause it's so many, I can't even count. So then it's just infinite different way of finding deals. So anyway, I showed him how to find deals. So then he starts finding deals. Then I show him how to renovate the houses in a 12 month time frame. This man made 700 grand. Renovating wow. houses and also wholesaling. Wholesaling, I know you know that, but that's buying someone's house without using cash. So this man made seven hundred grand, you know. Um, and then keep in mind, he's been with me for three years. So every year, this man's pulling down seven figures just renovating. Of course, he quit those jobs, correct? Right? Because he's like, it's not even worth my time. But the thing is, that I really like the most though is that one of my guys, he was actually working at public. So this one kid, he came to me and. Um, he was working in public, getting paid, I think, two fifty a week or something like that, and um, didn't have cash. So I was like, "Hey, bro, you know, come with me." You know, he just worked under me, so I had him as my protege because I needed like an assistant. So I said, "You can hire me an assistant." He came to me on Snapchat or something like that, and he, you know, saw uh, how I was doing really good in real estate. So I had him work with me, I had him drive me around, had him cutting grass, trashing the house. So I said, "You know what? I'm going to teach you my stuff for free because you're working with me. I'm going to teach you my stuff for free." Last November, he made $100,000 in one month wow. buying and selling a house without using cash. The man got married in my backyard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, know, for, well, I, I know for a fact I changed his life trajectory. But let me, let me, and, let me stop know, right there, though. Yeah, so, so what you're saying is you have the formula to take anybody, no matter where they are, from wherever you are to being wealthy, Right. By investing in real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hundred percent. So Mr. Giles, y'all, listen at me. I know you got it, but we're gonna get some of it out of him today. Come Has here. that secret formula. Um, and I want to hear a little bit about it. So not specifically on and this is my cause you got some stuff that's inside your programs, I know, and and I want to get to that. But what are some of the key ingredients, man? Can I just sit back? I got a good job, man, and I can call Justin and just get filthy rich or do I got to put in a little work? Of course. So you have to put in the work. Mm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I can teach you something, but if you're not putting in the work, then you're not going to be successful with it. So in regards to the question, you want me to say what type of work they need to put in to actually do it? Or I mean, you want me, me me, to give you, you want me to give you some sauce on how give me a little sauce. Give Come on, man. Sauce. Give us a little sauce so they can okay. understand who you are and why. You're yeah. able to take people, man, and change lives and change build communities. Sure. And, and, I mean, give me a little sauce. No problem. 
So one of the things and one of the issues that people have is finding deals. Mm. And even in the market to where people say it's recession, you and I both know, bro, this ain't nothing like 2008. If you have a shortage of houses, I mean, that's not really a recession to me. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, one of the biggest issues is people finding deals and finding good deals. So there's people that are bidding on a house that's a good house, right? And because it's a good deal, if it's on the market, well, that house might get, I don't know, 20, 30 offers on it. So one of the things that I teach people is, let's say you have a house that's on the market for $200,000, right? But you know that this house on the market for $200,000 really could sell for $300,000, just to keep the number simple. So because it's really worth $300,000 and it's listed for $200,000, you might get 50, 60 offers on it, right? And those offers might end up getting bid up to what almost the true market value of the house is because real estate is really economics. And keep in mind, I have an economics background. And there is a term in economics called perfect competition. Okay. And what perfect competition means is that all the competitors in the market have the same information you do. So if a property is listed for $200,000, and your competitors know that that property is worth $300,000, then in a perfect market and everybody having the same information and you have, let's say, 100 people bidding on the house, that property price point should get bid up close to what the market value is. If not what the market value is, that's bell curves, right? You do surveys and stuff like that. So that being said, I teach people, this is the first thing they learn when they come to me, is how they win the bid but they win it for less than what everybody else is paying. So that house is for $200,000. And let's say it has 30 offers on it. And let's say that the highest offer is, let's say, 255000 okay. I can still show them how to win that house for two hundred grand, even though the highest bid is 255000 and then sell that same house that the person wants to pay two fifty five for it, make the fifty five. Repeat that. I know I said that quick. So if a house is listed for 200000 yes, and let's say that someone bid for 255000 and you're competing versus 30 different people, I will show somebody how to win that bid for 200000 and sell it to that same person who wants to pay two fifty five for it and make wow. a quick fifty five grand. Wow. Not knowing who the agent is, not knowing who the seller is, whatever, and still getting it for that price point. And people don't understand that. Because the thing is, is this... When it comes to real estate investing, it's not just about, um, okay, can you find a deal? It also goes on strategy. Yes. And it goes on understanding every different variable. So there's a lot of tactic that goes into it. But another thing, though, s'more sauce, like that's easy. That that part is easy. That's too. easy? That's easy. It's, it's I, I could honestly explain it. I mean, I'm really getting ready seconds. to quit my job, man, and come over there Ramon, with you. yo, you be killing it. So first of all, <laughs> you be killing it. But um, another thing is, so that's for on-market. On-market mm -hmm. stuff, when people come to me, I can show them how to make, you know, I mean, I had this one lady, um, she was in Air Force. She made 33 grand on me in her first month just off doing that first strategy. Um, wow. I mean, but people kill it just off that first strategy. They get lazy with it. So that's why I try to tell them, don't get lazy with it. But before you go on to number two, yeah. is that, because uh, I know you got like a one-on-one -on -one kind of coaching program. I know you got an online program. Is that, I got to join your one-on-one. Is that online? Do you do console? I mean, how do I? Yeah. So like, just for that sauce, like I teach all my sauce in any program. So even my, my basic package programs, yes. you're still going to get that sauce. Like that sauce I said, that's easy sauce. Like I still give all my sauce in every different platform of my packages. 
The only thing is, is that when people want me one-on-one, then they get all my resources, all my connections. So I have a person that'll call me up on the phone. Justin, you know, I'm short 25 grand. Can you help me get this 25 grand? I mean, that's that's cool. You like, you know, one on one, 25 grand is a good deal. Like, we're not going to let the deal go off 25 grand. Or some people, they can't get loans. Well, I got people that will give you a loan just because you with me. So all that type of stuff goes with the one on one is that, you know, no deal goes unturned. You're not going to get, um, you, you're not going to bump your head too much because, you know, you're with me, Program. you know, but with the people that might buy some of the other products, they might not have those same resources, but they have their own resources. That That's great. But resources are priceless. That's the thing. So that's why I'm able to really do a lot with people that are in the one on one and really help them get to that next level. Because if you're bumping your head and you can't figure out how to deal with this tax lien and you're about to have to close this deal tomorrow and it's going to keep you from probably, you know, making, I don't know, 25 grand, you know, then you could just give me a phone call and we could probably make it happen. But some people need that help. You know, don't, don't need the help. They don't need that. I like, I like that program. So that's one, let me, let me have another one of them sauces, man. Yeah. So another thing that's really, I find very lucrative on how a lot of people make money in my programs is find off market deals. So one of the strategies that I teach people and it takes effort for this one, you know, so I don't mind giving you guys this one is dealing with probate. You know, probate is something that is super, super, super lucrative. And especially, I hate to say it, but during COVID, you know, a lot of people are passing away. Yes. And when people pass away, they don't, they might inherit property and the property they inherit, they might not even want, or they might want to cash out. So I'll teach people how to go about getting those properties from the people that pass away and get them. Like, they're so cheap. They're so cheap. You know, but, it, but it doesn't uh-huh. come quickly. They don't just like, as soon as they die, you can't buy the property. Well, so the thing is, is that what you do is you contact probate attorneys. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and put that out there. Uh-oh, so probate attorneys are people that deal with people's estates, people that pass away, all these type of things. So you have literally so many different probate attorneys in, in just different areas and different parts of any city, any, any, you know, any state. So you can contact these probate attorneys and they will actually give you these deals. Now there's some sauce on how to go about getting them to give you deals. But if you contact these probate attorneys, Hey, yo, you can make some money. For example, I'll just tell you, man, let me go ahead and put you guys on. Cause it's Ramon. So what I, appreciate I do, it, man. what I do is when I call up a probate attorney, cause you're going to have to call them. The first thing you got to do is you got to get past the gatekeeper because everybody has gatekeepers. You just can't call up a probate attorney and say, Hey, Oh, um, do you have any deals with people that passed away? If so, I want to buy some. No, you're going to get hung up on Like, why are they going to want to give you that? You see what I'm saying? So for me, what I do is I call up the gatekeepers and I say, hey, look, you know, my name is Justin. I just want to let you know that um, I have some business for you, right? So you actually might really have some business for this probate attorney. Like, hey, you know, um, somebody's grandmother passed away and I'm looking to buy their house, but I need to refer them to a probate attorney. Is it possible I can speak to one of the people in there to see if they'd be a good fit? Right. So now they say, okay, cool. Let me get your information. Then they pass it on to the attorney. So the attorney's like, Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just want to let you know that um, I'm buying this particular house from somebody whose grandmother passed away. And I just want to see if you guys could fit this and this. And the attorneys talk, 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 or whatever case may be. And then you say, Hey, well, um, I'm going to give them your number. And I say them, my client whose house I'm trying to buy. Right. Mm -hmm. And the attorney gets the number from you. Then when you say, Hey, so by the way, if you have any people that are also looking to sell, I'm definitely interested in buying any of these properties, you know, also. So you can definitely keep me in mind. In fact, do you have anything right now? Right. And you'll be surprised, but because you gave them a client, 
they're inclined to give you a deal. And then you build a relationship. So some of my best relationships I built are from probate attorneys. And some of those probate attorneys actually ended up being closing attorneys. And we just be rocking. And Did just, it happen you know, overnight? Uh, it actually, some one of them, them did. A okay. lot of them, sometimes you call it 50 probate attorneys, like you'll get deals that same day. But but, but you had but to call relationships. You had to call a few yeah. of them to yeah. get it, right? So oh, it didn't yeah. just happen like first one. Yeah. Some people call one person and they say no, then it's over. Because they want instant. Yeah. They want it now, right? But you're saying you have, you called them or you had somebody from the staff call them? No, so I call them. So one thing I do, and anybody that's in any of my programs, right, bro, listen, I do it myself. So <laughs> I will record myself, and this is how I even train my staff. I'll record myself, I'll get in front of my staff, and I'll say, hey, this is how you do it. And I'll go and get deals in front of them so that they can then listen to me. I'll record myself getting the deals wow. so then they can mimic how I do it. Even people that are... Using any of my strategies, bro, all my strategies, I'm recording myself doing the strategy and being successful with it. Because one thing I can't stand are people that will say, hey, all you do is this. Okay, but can you do it yourself? You do it yourself. So every time I literally say, hey, oh, you can't get a deal. Like Even my mentions comes out, I'm in the deal. It's not working. Oh, really? So I'll, what I'll do is I'll get on the computer and I will get a few deals in front of them in their face, probably in 15 minutes, bro. And they're like, oh, dang. I was doing something wrong. Yeah, you was doing something wrong. Because if I could do it for your face, then yeah. Wrong. So, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, just minute, listen, you. though. So, let me say this, man. You go get your deals. One thing I always show my students and I show people, I'm like, hey, y'all, listen. Look at this. And I show them, you know, you pull up in the nice, what is that, a Lambo? Yeah, it was yeah, something yeah, new. Right. It's something new lately, too, but we're going to talk about that. It was, okay. You, I, I don't even know. I don't about, even know. But I've seen you in that pickup truck. Oh, all the time I drove the pickup truck here. Right? Yeah. Getting dirty, cleaning out houses, filling up dumpsters. How do you do all, because you're great at it, bro. You know, and I'll say that, man. You're great at training folks. You're great at getting deals. You're great at your, because you got your own system, right? But how do you do all of it? And then you enjoy it. What is that? Tell me, what is that thing that makes you go get dirty? Go. Yeah. Oh, easy. Getting dirty makes you money. So being in an office makes you money, but also being in the field makes you money. And I say that like this. So yesterday I had my son up in the truck with me, right? It's a holiday. The baby. The baby, the, the two-year-old. The two <laughs> I had him in the truck with me because I had a phone call. I'm selling a house. And, you know, I stand to make probably maybe, I don't know, like 70 grand or whatever off of it. Yes. But um, I'm selling a house. I get a phone call from the buyer. He's like, hey, there's some, you know, it rained over the weekend. So there's water in the uh, basement, mm. right? So this is the thing, bro. If I'm waiting for somebody to go to the house to go look at the water in the basement, I need to assess it. So I'll go drive out there. I'll go look at it, and I'll go assess and see, okay. And guess what? It's a holiday, right? Ain't nobody working on the holiday. So what? I'm going to go bring my wet back out there and suck up the damn water because I don't need that sitting, you know, messing up something else because the more it sits, the more money I got to spend out of my mm -hmm. pocket for somebody else to fix it. So a lot of stuff that I go out in the field and do – I'm doing it because I don't want to wait for somebody else to do it and then pay them some sort of service call when it's something I can do myself. So a lot of people, they feel that, oh, I'm above doing that. I'm going to pay somebody to do it. But at the end of the day, you add up how much money you save off of doing certain stuff on your own. And I'm not saying that, oh, I always go out and work on houses because that's not a good you know play on my time. But if I'm going to like today, when I leave here, I got to stop by six different houses, right? Now, I'm in my truck. Now, if I'm in six different houses and I see something's out of place, I'm going to put it back in place 
versus calling somebody to pay them a hundred, two hundred dollar service call. Like that's that's a waste. If I can put up the light myself because it's hanging, it's gonna take me 10, 15 minutes. Cool. You know, or for example, I almost got arrested, bro. When um <laughs> yeah, I almost got arrested. Let me tell you what happened. So I had a contractor that was supposed to be filling in the pool. They put a bunch of boulders in front of a cul-de-sac that wasn't even mine, right? The police came over looking to arrest somebody for that. Now, fortunately, I wasn't. They were gonna fill the pool in with the boulders. Yes. So they okay. put boulders on somebody else's property and they called and they're blaming me for it. Now, I wasn't there. So I had an arrest warrant that was looking for me or whoever the owner of the house was. So I came there when the cops weren't there and I was like, yo, okay, this guy's not even showing up on me to move the boulders. So I picked up and moved the damn boulders myself. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm not trying to get arrested. Like, I don't need to depend on somebody else. Now, granted, I can go probably hire some guys, but I'm on a clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all right. I work out a little bit. Let me just move this stuff so I don't have to go, you know, do a couple of days overnight. Yeah, yeah you know, no, we're not doing that one. Yeah, we're not doing that so one. So every situation is different. <laughs> That's so you thing. don't mind, you don't, so at, at the end of the day, you don't mind getting dirty? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, like I said, like, and also, too, that even helps you make more money because when your workers see that you get dirty and they know that you know how to do the work, mm. they can't overcharge you. Because I'm like, yo, bro, how much are you going to charge me to put up one of these lights? Oh, well, it's $75. Bro, $75, man, it takes me 10 minutes to put up a light. Come on, son. Okay, okay, okay. You do it for 30. Cool, bro. Come on, son. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if you know how to do it, you know how you can negotiate more, too. What What do you get out of teaching people? Oh, man. Shoot, everything. Like, it's one thing you see people, man, they out there flexing and stunting and stuff like that. But to me, the ultimate flex is to see somebody else come up. Like, for me to tell you, oh, yeah, uh, Ramon. Oh, I made X amount of money per month. No one cares about me. But if I can tell them, hey, I took this guy from Publix and he made $100,000 a month, that's more of a story. So what I get out of it is how if I can change somebody's life trajectory and I can teach them how to, you know, take care of themselves and they're passing it on to their kids and then their generations, then I know that if I leave this world, I create a legacy to where I made an imprint to where they're like, you know what? Justin really made an impact because he helped all these different people have financial freedom. And that's more of uh, uh, a testimony than me just saying, okay, hey, I, I did it. Like, no one cares about that. And that's where I get out of it is really seeing other people win. So, you know, so we do care about what you do because it's uh, inspirational. You know what I mean? I can say it's been some times where I'm like, God, man, it's rough. And then I'm scrolling and you smiling and you like, yeah, man. So, you know, so so I bought this house for 700,000 and I put 50,000 in it and that's worth 2 million, right? Right, like, wow. right, 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 yeah. So he edit, right? Yeah. And all the times I've seen you getting dirty and it's like, wow, okay. So so we do care. Like yeah. you you inspire people that you probably don't have a clue that you inspire. And I know you train a lot of people, but man, keep 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 showing us. You know what I mean? Keep oh, showing, man. keep being an example, you, man, because everybody, I don't care where we are, we all need that 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 yeah. thing, that kick, that that Fresh, you know, that breath of fresh air to inspire us, man, because we all get there. We all have those stories, you know what I yeah, mean? I got some 2008 stories. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, definitely appreciate it. Now, something that you did um, really, really big, man, two years ago. I'm going to say two years ago. Um, I know we always have events where we invite kids, teenagers. Yeah. But you had a program. Yeah, yeah, still yeah, got you it. You got a program where you get them together and you teach them how to put in light fixtures so they can go and make some money, right? Yeah, the top fun project for the teens. Correct, correct. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so pretty much, so the top fun project for the teens, we're dealing with kids from 13 to 19. Okay. And I'm literally teaching them how to invest in real estate just for free. So I'm still showing the game, bro. So even the stuff I'm talking about with, like, you know, how to find deals and everything, I'm still giving them a lot of sauce on how to find deals, how to make money without even using cash and everything else. So while I'm teaching them stuff in the classroom, I'm also teaching them stuff outside the classroom. So what he brought up is, hey, you got these kids that are working for Chick-fil-A, they're working for, you know, these different jobs, Foot Locker, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying, okay, well, if I can teach them how to put up a light and they can charge $75 to put up a light, if I teach them how to install a sink or a faucet, I show them how to um, locate a deal and wholesale it, they'll make as much money as they want. So I said to myself, these kids can start now. So just last month, it was a young girl that was in my program. It's crazy how it works. But this one young lady in my program, she did a deal. She did a wholesale deal. And um, she made seven grand. She's 16. Now, keep in mind, you have to be 18 to buy a house. So her mom was on that paperwork, right? But she was the one that really was behind the scenes orchestrating everything. And she made seven <laughs> grand at 16, right? And she did it in less than a month using the strategies that I teach up in the teen program. So another team, a few teens, they end up getting their real estate license. We got a few of them that are with my company right now with my real estate brokerage firm. And, you know, they've been doing well. I mean, you got kids that are out there actually now using the stuff they, they learn just to make money in their neighborhoods versus cutting grass. Hey, I can put that up for you. I can do, you know, this particular, uh, you know, odd job for you, but they're, they're making money, but they're also making money off of finding deals too. So I still got that program and we're going to also have, um, probably do another set of teens. We had like 60 teens wow. in, in, in the program, bro. Yeah. One of them, I yeah. gave, uh, one of them a ticket to flipology and, uh, the mom was just really excited. And I was like, you know, that's, he doing what he got to do. Like if, if, if all of us touched them the way yeah. they're being touched, you know what I mean? They will come out when they are 18, 19, 20. It'll be a different killing level, it. man. Yeah, it'll be it'll it. definitely be a different level. So I got a young lady. Uh, I just, somebody, uh, what is it, tagged me on mm -hmm. Facebook. And they want their daughter to learn carpentry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you, within the program, do you teach kids the basic stuff of carpentry, the basic levels? Is that some as well? So we teach them whatever I can get whoever to come over and show them. Gotcha. So the thing is that a lot of the parents do different things. So we have parents come in that are in the tax business. So we're showing them how they can, um, you know, be compliant with, you know, like, excuse me, not with the compliant with taxes, but we're showing them credit. Sorry, that was a credit class. Okay. So so they're, they're showing their kids how they can use credit cards, how they can um, build their credit. I mean, we had another uh, person come in and, uh, you know, talk about like their profession with insurance. We have, it's almost like a career day almost every time we have a guest speaker come mm -hmm. in because at the end of the day, they only have to just focus on real estate. I'm just showing them, hey, you can still invest in real estate and own real estate, but let me show you these other careers of other people as well that you might be interested in and something that you might want to do. How often do you do it? Like, how do we get our kids in the class? Yeah, so... We do it pretty much, it was twice a month, okay. and we would do it over the summer. So now I'm going to try to make it year-round and do other states. But if they visit topfundmanager.com, it'll be a link on there to where people can register their kids for the Top Fund Project. But the website is topfundmanager.com. I know you were Georgia and what, Florida? Yeah, Georgia and Florida, Georgia, Florida. yeah, for my, for, my, uh, for my real estate license and my brokerage firm. Okay. We, yeah, we got agents in Georgia and Florida. So, yeah. Um, 
So, but as far as the top fun project is concerned, I mean, I really want to make it something nationwide where we have different chapters. And I mean, I would even love to connect with you and other leaders sure. in different communities so that we can have it. Because one of the issues that I had is, is that we had such a huge demand, but I needed more help to kind of, yes. you know, get the program right. So now I'm branching out to the different uh, parents and everything else. And, and then the staff, I hired, uh, uh, you know, more staff to help with managing all that. Cause literally bro, I was doing everything by myself for a while. I'm going to connect you with, um, and we all get together on it, but I connect you with one of my buddies in St. Louis. Yeah. He has a program uh, similar to that, but they basically buy the house okay. for the kids and yep. they go through and then they flip the house, split proceeds. And then the kids write like a, uh, I'm going to call it like a book. Yeah, that they sell. Mm. So not only do they learn the the construction process, but they learn the flip process, and they learn how to kind of capitalize off of it by writing that book, mm. selling that book about that journey. So I definitely connect yeah. you because, like you said, we we all got in order to make these programs work. Yeah, we got to get together and, and, and make it work. And, and that's so true because it's funny. Parents ask me, like, "Hey, do you want a donation? I want a donation?" I was like. I don't know what I'm going to do with these donations right now. <laughs> so I didn't even ask for donations. I truthfully, I was just coming out of pocket. So yeah. when someone paid, I was paying my own pocket. Um, and I was like, maybe eventually I'll ask for donations so that we can actually do what your friend's doing, actually buy the houses yeah. um, ourselves. But at the time, I'm like, I don't even really need to go get donations to borrow money from people or to get money from people just to donate because I already own the houses I'm renovating because I'm already doing that. And I don't want to take these people's money because for the most part, I feel like, you know, it's a not for profit. I don't need nobody donating or these parents. You but know, you know what? You but, know, you, but so, you really but do though. To get those need, resources, yeah, to get pay for the help, to pay yeah. for. You know, a lot of times that's I know we we think yeah. about the not for profit, none for profit. But think True. about some of the biggest companies in the world are yeah. the not for profit companies. No, that's a hundred percent. And I had to kind of get myself out of that because I'm just you know coming out of pocket. I'm like, man, you know, I got you know some liquidity. I can just come out of this myself. But I think it was just because it was so new. And I didn't know, I knew people were going to donate a lot to it, and I didn't know what to do with the money. And I'm like, uh, let me just invest this, my, put my money in this. Then after we get it organized and I get the little uh, tax ID, then I'll see how I can, you know, yeah, work it, that out. Work right. But, yeah, man, I agree with you 100%. That's big, though. I mean, I, I, I watched that, man. I'm like, wow, that's big. Because our kids, one thing you said about when you were younger, uh, what got your mindset right was the exposure. Mm -hmm. You understood as a kid you know, that you were going to take over something that was, even though it didn't happen, right? But you were exposed to it. So now that your company is huge, multi-state, God knows hundreds of agents you've trained, you know, thousands of investors you've trained, but that came from that exposure. I believe as a kid, you saw like this is possible. So what you're doing with the kids, man, makes it makes them understand that it's possible. So that's that's yeah, big, man. I, I want yeah, definitely, definitely, man. You get thirty four hand claps for that one, man. I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. So look back to that secret sauce. Back to how how you helping people build wealth, right? You said it took you eleven years, about eleven years before you got to that point where you felt like basically you were in the green, mm -hmm. right? Did you feel like that at the beginning that it was gonna take you? What what were you thinking? Was what was it like, man, I got a ten year plan, I got a two year plan. Some people yeah. come out the bat and say, Man, if I ain't making I get this all the time. If I don't make fifty thousand on the deal, I ain't gonna do the deal. And I'm like, bro, like Bro, I just did a video on that. Did you? Like I, <laughs> I get did, that all bro. the time. I'm like, I can't help you. Like right. I, I'm I, telling I, you, I, take I ten, take twenty. 
take take twenty five. Like that's a lot of money, bro. What you talking about? It's so funny. I just did a video on that. I said one of the biggest mistakes investors make. They looking for home runs, looking for grand slams, bro. I'll take a double. I'll take a single. <laughs> hey, as long as you're making money, because at the end of the day, or at the end of the year, right? You got one person for a grand slam. They don't do no deals. Not nan deal. I'm talking country. Not nan deal. Yes. Right. And then you got guys like us. Okay, we'll go make ten grand off a deal. Hell, I'll take five grand off deal. That's five grand I didn't have. But if we're doing volume, at the end of the year, we may have made. I don't know. Just let's just sum it up. I don't know. That's hundred grand. Just a hundred grand. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Just say a hundred grand. Then let's say that hundred grand was maybe done in eleven deals, right? I mean, if you're doing, I don't know, ten grand a deal, five grand a deal. Yes. But still, you made a hundred grand. That person looking for the fifty grand, they still sit on the sidelines. And guess what? Those people are always going to sit on the sidelines because, in my opinion, their mindset, they're just, they're not there to actually make money. Because when you're doing deals, some of the best deals I got was me actually working on a house, and then the neighbor next door, hey, you want to buy mine? And it's off market. And then you make a crazy amount of money because you you you're in the you're in the field, and people are like oh Ramon I see you renovating these houses yeah I got one you can renovate but yeah not you're not out there people ain't gonna know what you're doing they're not gonna think you even in the business so you you you're not ever really gonna make any real money. I just told one of my students man I said you know what we're at a time where you're looking to compete in Atlanta Atlanta is a tougher market you know than some other markets and so you know I'll do deals we do deals in different markets. What I, I said, listen, go buy this duplex. You're going to be all in at 75, 80K. You're going to be getting $1,400 a month. Sell it for 90000 Make you 10, 15000 If it doesn't sell, you're still making money every month, right? Until right. it sells. But if you did that two to four times a year off the same leverage dollar, same credit card swipe, you've made forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 or you refinance, now you got an extra $500 a month coming in after everything is paid. Right. And a lot of people don't look at that philosophy as a good philosophy, but here's what position we've put you into. Let's say the market tanks, right? But I got veterans and Section 8 people in my units. I'm going to get paid. Of course. I may not get paid as much as you got paid a year ago or two years ago, but I'm going to get paid. And as that market turned around, now that property becomes more valuable so now I can make that 10, and I, and I say 10, 15, maybe 20. If I'm all in at 75, 80, maybe I'll sell it for 100 because I've now beat that 1% rule for sure, right? The one that everybody goes crazy over. But that is a way that those base hits, keep doing them. Let's do it four times a year, right? Because there's some investor that's sitting out there that says, I don't want to do any work. I just want to buy a cash flowing property. Now, yeah, it's not a big flip, but it's a good flip because I've mm -hmm. made that 10 to 15 and I just do it over and over again. So, yeah, man, that is yeah, hundred percent, bro. Yeah, and, and and that's what I've been even telling you know some of my some of my students too. I'm like, yo, y'all gotta get out of this whole flip, 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 because you know if you hold on to the property, that's the best way to build wealth because it's gonna constantly appreciate. And some people, I say, hey, look, I get it. If you want to get your bank account a certain way, cool. But after it gets to that route that you want it, start holding on to the stuff. Yes, yes. Want to do that. Yeah, that's now that's what I can say is though, man. I, I again, I've watched you say and tell people, you know, some of those base hits is where we need to go. And the same thing, man, because when people are looking for those like that hundred thousand dollar number, you see a lot of that. Like I got to make a hundred thousand per deal. It ain't many of those you are gonna get. No, not at all. And you gonna have to those. work for those. You gonna yeah. it's gonna be some work. You are gonna be adding on, popping tops. You gonna be doing yeah. all kind of stuff. And are you willing to do that? Yeah. Most people are not. They say they want it. But that's not what they really want, man. So. Yeah, and even still, just like you said, you got to put in all that work. 
look how long it's going to take you to do that. And that's if you might even get the hundred grand. Yeah, correct. But if you do the small deals, well, I'll say small deals, the easy deals, like I'll do the easy turnaround deals. You'll just, you'll just kill it so much. You got more. a system though, man. Listen though now. So, you know, I, I watch, right? And you, your contractors already know what you want before they, before they touch the house. They know 100%. exactly what you want. It ain't. You peeped that. <laughs> yeah, I peeped it. Peeped I peeped it. it. I, I watch now. You I watch. Yeah. It's like you putting on. It's like um, you putting on the same shirt every day. Right. Like I got seven black shirts. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to think about it. And your contractors already know. Everybody Listen, man, knows. dude, not thinking about this is the colors. This is the roof. This is the windows. What made you do that? You know what? It's like I always tell people, look, man, you call me the fast food of real estate, bro. Like, I'm making the same sandwich every time. <laughs> like, hey, people. So the thing is that we always want to give people their own canvas so mm -hmm. they can paint their own picture. And I think a lot of people, when they get into real estate investing, is they try to give people something that they want. They're trying to paint their picture for somebody that didn't like what they drew. Nah, I don't do none of that. All I do is I give them a nice canvas you can go in and put in your own backsplash put in your own type of marble you want i'm not doing all that hgtv stuff right wow. so and i do that because i take that leftover material take it to the next house leftover material take it to the next house so you save money because if i got extra paint if i got extra roof material if i got extra flooring if i got extra doorknobs whatever i mean clearly you know i'm just gonna just take all that take it over to the next property because we're doing the same thing anyway. Mm. So you end up saving a lot of money in the long run and then you don't have to go around telling all your contractors, hey, we're going to do this for this house, bro. Y'all know what color we paint this, man. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, like, and if it's brick, we got a certain color. If it's stucco, we got a certain color. If it's sign, we got a certain color. But yeah, that's it. That's so, how you so, so that's part of, not only are you great, you, you think like you're very, very creative, right? But you also understand how to find great deals. But you've also made your process so easy or so, I don't want to say thoughtless because that's not the word. But you don't have to drive yourself crazy thinking about blue, pink, red, diamonds in the background. Right. You know what I mean? So you, but that's how you have been so successful, man. How many deals have you done? Honestly, bro, I can't count. Like It's thousands, like, though. No, it's not thousands. I'd say probably over 500. Not thousands. Man, I counted 500. I counted 500, man. Probably, probably over 500. Ago. But definitely not a thousand. I'm not at a thousand yet. Not a thousand yet? Okay. Like, not a thousand yet. But over over 500. But that's you personally, not the people me, that you've helped. Yeah, just me personally. But you've been involved the in... The people I help, thousands, 100%. Correct. But as far as my personal deals, I would say over 500. But, like... It's kind of like after a while, you just kind of lose. You don't even really keep up. Yeah. I just know it's, it's up there. But, like, after a while, you be like, man, you didn't keep up. You just be like, man, shoot, you know? Do you have like, a goal every up. year or you just do as many as you can? So now my goal is I'm, I'm going to start doing really big deals. Like, I'm building a mixed-use development. I went on I my saw permit. That. I went on my permit. Um, shoot, bro, I might have my permit next month. How um, long? Take a long time, bro. Oh, I like how you said yeah. that. So yeah. you showed that it was like a townhouse, black and white. Yeah, so it's a, um, it's actually like a big one structure. Like I was trying to build townhomes on it. Then the city of Decatur is in Decatur. They're like, hey, we want you to do mixed use. So now it's going to be a mixed use development. Um, when did you start that? I started that process earlier this year or last year. Sometime, no, maybe last year when I started clearing out the land and um, 
actually doing the drawings and everything like that. So, yeah, so that, that started, I think, last year. And then I had to go through the, uh, obviously, the zoning. I had to go through different Zoom calls. It takes time. Call with the city. That's definitely delayed gratification. <laughs> and not only that, but I didn't realize how much plans cost. So when you're doing custom plans for something, mm. the, the bank doesn't finance that. So then you got to come out of pocket. Soft so calls. Soft calls. That was a hard cost to me, bro. It's a soft. That was a hard 160, 160 grand. Just for the plans. Wow, 160,000? 160,000. How many units? 16. 16 units, 160 grand. But when you think about this, though, think about 16 units divided, 160 divided by, that's only 10,000 per. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to make you feel better about it for <laughs> sure. So I have to agree with you 100%. Yeah. I mean, true. Like, that's a good way to think about it. And then the money that'll actually, you know, make and be worth after the fact. But at the same time, at least I can take those same plans and I can reuse them time and time again um, and do some, like, certain modifications. How long was this project from the time you looked at the dirt or if it's something that you're tearing down Shoot. to the time you, yeah. you project to finish? How long of a project is it? So I'd say probably a couple years because uh, I'll take me probably like a year or less to actually build it. But right. that year process was the, the whole permitting process. But I've had the land um since 2010 oh wow yeah it came with a foreclosed shopping center that i found i paid 360 grand for a shopping center and then the bank threw in um a, a half acre lot all commercial up the street so i'm like cool so i was like okay so you've had that. it so so again you've had this for 12 years yeah Mm-hmm. When you first got it, did you understand what you was gonna do with it, or you was just a throw-in, so you just kept it? Just... Actually, the truth be told, I was like, well, maybe like ten years ago, I was just thinking that I could just sell the lot and just make some money, and then let somebody else do something with it. Then I was like, well, this I'm free and clear. I'm like, maybe I'll just do something with it, and you know, put something on it, try to put a storage unit on there. When I say storage, like self storage, gotcha. city one for that. So I said, okay, well, what are y'all for? And then that's when, um, you know, I got pushed to that, but I didn't really even think to start putting anything on there. Till sometime uh, like a couple years ago. Downtown Decatur? Uh, Decatur off Candler Road. So not downtown Decatur. Like Candler, like not too far from the mall. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too Man, far from that, the mall. That's all right. So so yeah. when we when when we look at this, you know, somebody see this, when are you projected to have, you know, kind of break ground? Um, so I already kind of started doing <laughs> stuff like, like well, I mean, breaking ground, that's the test. That's not really breaking ground. But hopefully I should break ground by the end of this year. So right. as soon as I get my permit, it's on and popping. So if I get my permit next month, I mean, I'm supposed to have ETA of November. And I'll start breaking ground probably by the holidays, gotcha. like by Christmas time. We don't get cold yeah. around here, really. We can, yeah. we can almost work in the wintertime. Yeah, time. and sometimes wintertime is cool because the ground's hard. It's even harder. So, um, but, yeah, hopefully at the end of this year for sure. Is that the first time you've done a project of this size? Yeah, yeah, as far as, like, building a multifamily, like, mixed use, for sure, 100%. Is it, so is, it, is, it, is it worth the wait? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, definitely be worth the wait because the profit margin in it, of course, I'm not going to sell it. I'm just going to just keep it. But just the residual income from it alone and then the equity I'd have in the property, I mean, it's going to be enormous. So, like, why not? I mean, that's kind well, yeah, of that's, that's real delayed gratification. Yeah, yeah, bro, for sure. You know, but my goal is to start building more and more of those and, um, you know, just just start like rocking and rolling, and just just keeping it pushing. Keep the whole, just like you do with your paint colors and everything. Exactly. That you, you put a system together exactly. and make it work. Yeah. So I've never, you know, did it, but after I do it once, okay, cool. Now we can just keep on doing it and keep on doing it. Got so it. That's the plan. Before I let you go, man, I need 
one good tip, one tip, man, that takes us to another level. You know, worth the wait. What is it? Should we be doing to get to that that level to build wealth? Just give me some, some that you haven't told and you've given, man. You've, I mean, a million dollars worth of information, man, for sure. But what is something that you would like to leave us with? Yeah, the biggest tip I can tell people is to go ahead and start now. And when I say start now, I'll even be specific. I would say start doing something to make you money so that you can have a safety net from whatever your career is now. And I'll say go ahead and start, in my opinion, I'm just going to be biased with it, go and start buying some property. And if you can't afford to buy property, if you don't have any cash, get with somebody that can actually teach you how to do it and scale without using cash. And you would really need to start, and this is the tip for anybody, I'll say this, learn to wholesale. That's the thing. Learn to wholesale. One of our friends, you know her, bro, um, EJ. You know EJ, right? Yes. Out there in Chicago, up on HGTV. Yes, they are. Um, they are. And uh, basically the show is based on, like, you know, how to, uh, you know, they're going to drop them off somewhere, then they got to start making money without using any cash, and then they got to scale to make a million dollars or something like that. Because they moved them to Texas or somewhere. Yeah, now. Texas. Yeah. 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 So if you don't have any cash, whether everything can be, learn to wholesale. If you don't learn it from me, learn from Ramon, learn from whoever you need to learn it from, but you will learn how to buy and sell a house without using any cash. Once you start making a ton of cash with wholesaling, take that money and then start investing into renovating houses. After you start renovating this, those houses, and let's say you sell them to make a profit, then you start renovating them to then refinance them to then hold on to them for passive income. And you keep on doing those three things and you will see, you will look up maybe even 12 months, 24 months from now, you will have a net worth of over a million dollars. So stop driving Uber, stop bartending, start doing stuff that's going to require to use your mind and tap in to this particular market by starting with the basics, wholesaling and identifying deals. And I promise you, Ramon can attest to this too, that will take you to the next level. So don't think you have to have cash credit or anything of that magnitude because you don't all you need is this right here and we're equipped to teach you that wow that's big man how do they find you how do they get in touch with you so if you want to find me you can go to topfundmanager.com you can go to my instagram topfundmanager.com um and you know if anything you can uh those those two sites will get you though like those (laughs) those two sites will get you you know, and my um, my real estate uh, company and the consulting firm, everything's called Real Estate Gurus. So, um, you know, you can find us there as well. Real Estate Gurus is the regurus.com. But just go to topfundmanager.com or my Instagram, all social media platforms, Top Fund Manager. Listen, listen, thank you, man, for taking oh, the time honor, to be bro. on, man. I, uh, I'm uh, inspired again today. I'm getting ready to go ahead and drive for dollars, man, today. Uh, no, you don't need to drive for dollars. You can do that. <laughs> hey, like, I'm, you can stay in the house. I can stay in the house oh, now, you right? You can stay in the house, bro. Yeah, they got some new stuff, man. But listen, I love what you said, man. Thank you for dropping those gems. Um, we going to get together real soon and do some things, man, with those kids and some, and some bigger deals, for too, sure. man. I like that. I yeah, definitely 100%. like that, man. It's so. an honor because, like I said, there's so many people out here that claim they invest in real estate. This man really does it. He does his thing. I haven't seen him for over a decade. <laughs> so, yeah, bro, it's an honor, man. Seriously, yeah. like, you one of the pioneers out here. So, yo, like, you know how to come on for you, bro. Thank you, man. Listen, y'all, thank y'all for watching this episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast. Listen, like it, share it. Make sure you go follow my man. He is the truth, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you.